We as a nation, society, culture are in the midst of an incredibly transformative time. Technology is giving us an instant, immediate access to content from every inch of this planet. Fuck, we're getting video from Mars and a ton of other crazy shit from even further away. To put that into perspective, in the time it took you to listen to that last paragraph, you could have seen a pair of tits or a dick or a pair of tits that also have a dick from every country on Earth in full HD, including Iran. This access to content is giving such a massive platform to every stupid motherfucker on Earth, including the dude talking right now. This connection is a double-edged sword. It has led to great voices being heard resulting in quantifiable positive effects on society. And then there's the other side of it, the racism, groupthink, bigotry, bullying, and general dickheadedness. But we're going to let you in on a secret. All of that general dickheadedness, it's been a part of society since that first single cell organism decided to split in two and go fuck itself. These dickheads just have a platform to be heard now. So... As a collective of dickheads, we decided that it would be a good idea to use those same platforms given the shitty dickheads a voice to give our own dickheads a voice. We're not your average millennials. We have fought and killed our fellow man in poppy fields. We are Brenda's baby. We are the children of those lost in 9-11. We are the ones that get to fix the baby boomers' mistakes while paying their goddamn social security knowing we won't ever see a dime of it. So yeah, we are millennial veterans. And this is why. I'm John, and welcome to Millennial Veterans Podcast. So to tell you more about myself, I'm 31 from south side of San Antonio. Uh, joined the Marine Corps when I was 21. Before that, I was played some sports and skateboarding, normal kid. Uh, what wasn't normal was that I grew up in the area where Drugs and violence was was the uh, mainstay. Everybody was exposed to it. Um, it wasn't as crazy as some areas, but still got our exposure. Uh, bartended, and then after that, I realized that I wanted to get out of town, and the best way to go about that was taking the family business and not drugs, the Marine Corps route. Did my time, two pumps, Afghanistan, Helmand Province. As a pogue, though, hey, don't discredit that. Did my time. Uh, I was with 3-4 and 29 Palms. And then after that, I got out, went to Verizon Wireless in Wisconsin, and came back to San Antonio. And now I live in Austin, still in IT. Fucking nerd, I know. But that's my story, and uh, I'll give you more as we go on. And I'm Alex. Uh, I'm 30. I joined the Marine Corps when I was... 19, uh, went on three deployments, one Afghan, two very fun booze cruises around Asia. Um, yeah, I did college, got bored of college, dropped out of college, did the whole Marine thing, made t-shirts for a while at a company, then learned marketing stuff, and then did marketing stuff for a while, do marketing stuff now. I'm a dad. It's super fucking rad. Um, I'm from Chicago, and now I live in San Antonio. And I am very much a fucking millennial veteran. And this is our podcast. So what do you want to talk about? So you didn't tell everybody, though, 
what part of Chicago you're from. I feel like that makes a huge difference. It's it's hard to say, you know, because I grew so like I grew up on you would call it the west side, northwest side, like Belmont and Pulaski, and then you know, the north side of Rogers Park. And then I spent time on the south side and then we moved around a lot. So I mean it's one of those things where <clears throat> I'm very much a Sox fan, but it's one of those things where like I feel like I've gotten a chance to grow up say I I grew when I say I grew up in Chicago, I could pretty much say like from this block to this block, there I've covered a pretty solid fucking expansion of it throughout my childhood. So it's one of those things where it's 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 nice to say that because when I say like you know I grew up in Chicago, it's this neighborhood, you know, it was Rogers Park and Humble Park, and you know, just all over the place. It's and growing up there too, you hop on the L, and it is you see the north side, the south side, every side. When you're growing up on a skateboard, you know what I mean. It's what's the difference there. of being a Cubs fan as a, compared to being a Sox fan? I feel like you said that for a reason. Um, so, so typically like the, uh, Sox are the South side and the Cubs are the North side, but it represents a little bit more than that. You know, the Sox are your more blue collar part of the city that you'll see. And then the Cubs are the Sididi, bougie, you know, white, Uptown. white collar. City boys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, it's, it's a tourist yeah. trap. Yeah. I think the British call them posh. Like posh spice, like they they're like fancy pants and and they're uh, I, I you boat you shoes. had me at posh spice yeah uh, boy it, my first concert was the fucking Spice Girls really my first concert I ever went to Spice Girls Spice Girls popped your cherry yeah <laughs> that's Wish, fucking dope man. man shout out Sporty Spice hey Scary Spice I don't know what she did but man Sporty something about her uh, that little taste of flavor you know she, she was she, yeah, she was hot Spice bro. Girls were all my of them first were. concert yeah you know. What my, Fucking super nerd. You know, my... What was oh, your first concert? Super Kyle. Uh, Static X. <laughs> that just sounds like something I heard in a video game a lot. Like... Probably Tony Hawk, I think. It sounds like... Like, was it Warped Tour or something? Uh, no, it wasn't Warped Tour. It was like a legit... I I called. I was like 13 years old, 12 years old, maybe. And uh, I called up the radio station, 995 Kiss. Shout out fucking them. That They're still doing it. Um, playing the same fucking songs from back then as well, but hey, they kept it real. So I called them up. I was a tenth caller, got these tickets, and then so I had somebody scoop them up for me. And then because I think you had to be like eighteen to pick them up, obviously I wasn't. And that was my first concert. It was a mosh and shit. And I the the friend that I went with was all scared to get into it. Who drove you there? Uh, one of my parents' friends. I one of the people that are selling dope to. Basically, my parents sold dope back then, so they would always have people run their errands for them, which oh, okay. was super shady. Like, hey, go now. drop my kid off at this concert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It'll give you a fucking give a couple. Yeah, hey, yeah. Hey. It was run some errands for me. That's what they always used to say. I got to go run some errands. It was the early millennium, man. Times are different. I know, man. We had a lot of exposure to this um, during that time frame in the in the nineties. Life was good. Even when it was bad, and it was bad even when it was good. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I think I think it was a matter of you were you were ignorant to most of the bad, so it just legitimately seems like it was all good. Yeah, I, I can't really articulate how the, how 
important those experiences were. Like going through those times and seeing drug deals happen in your front yard, but still being naive. Not I wasn't naive. I knew what was going on. Did you get an N64 when it came out? Yeah. What the fuck you complain about? Exactly. Now it all went away. Come high school, both my parents got locked up. Um, I, I say my parents, right? I was I my mom and stepdad. So it was cool though. You know, my sisters are from him, but they're like blood sisters. Um, but yeah, it's another day. So then, so high, so then high, high school got weird then, did it? Yeah, I, I was partying a lot back then. I by partying that during during that time you go through some changes, right? I mean, we, I played a shit ton of beer pong. So yeah, I know what you mean. They uh you're trying to get laid. Gr- get laid. You're you're figuring out how to mate. And w- so one of the things and I would grow up around gangsters all the time. So I kind of thought not th- that I wanted to sell drugs or anything like that. I wanted to stay far away from that. Uh which is weird, right? Like the the dope kid fucking yeah. grows up and grows away from it. But I knew that people wanted things that I could provide. And so that gave me leverage to become something that was probably going to be a lot harder for me because I was, you know, short kid. I'm fucking five foot nothing, a hundred nothing pounds. And I want to play football for Notre Dame. You're fucking Rudy. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, there's things that I wanted. <laughs> fucking Chino, Chino Rudy. Um, but yeah, so I started partying because I had the, the house. The house is mine, basically. Uh, didn't have a ride to school. I would stay at my grandma's and then I would go to the party house on the weekends. Um, I was pretty much raised mostly by my grandma, but the house was still available. So everybody would come through. We'd all party there. It became the spot. And then I wouldn't need to need for anything. Like People would pick me up, take me to school. Uh, girls would stay the night, bring lunch over. If I if I missed school, they'd come, and I lived behind a McDonald's, so these bitches would come by. On the way, yeah, yeah, they'd fucking stop by, bring me some some doubles. Life was good, but so then what changed? Fuck, man, you realize that that's not what it's all about. How'd you end up in the Marine Corps? I started working. Still need to pay bills, right? So, all right, not need to pay bills. You accumulate those, right? You're still trying to, the mating system evolves and you start trying to acquire different things for different levels. You start getting your average bitches and you want badder bitches and you want, it's normal um, hierarchy, I think, in the male structure. You know, you, you, you're you told growing up that you need to grow up, even though- You need to acquire wealth. Yeah. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Yeah. So um, I was working at like a chick, a Chuck E. Cheese. Were you the? Were you? Were you Chucky? Here's the thing that nobody talks about. Everybody's the rat. Everybody fucking plays you the rat. Chuck E. Cheese, except for the cooks. Besides the cooks, but I, you know, usually cooks get laid everywhere you work, like in the service industry. Yeah. Not not then. Well, I'll, is anyone getting laid at Chuck E. Cheese, bro? Bro, it's a high school job. You know, like it's a high. So yeah, true, true. I you mean, got a bunch of horny teenagers working together. Who, fucking, was fucking at a bowling alley, so it makes sense. Yeah, uh, I used I was the the one that fixed the games. So you the, had the tickets. I had the tickets. That's fucked up, dude. <laughs> it's, I would uh, I used to smash in the back behind the animatronics. 
Yeah, bro. I remember that girl too. She's married now. Obviously, they all are. How many kids does she have? She probably has, I think, like two, three. I, I, I've seen her recently. And she acts stupid. Like if she wasn't getting smashed out of Chuck E. Cheese, now she's taking her kids there. <laughs> seen her across the path. Well, that's, that's the circle of life in San Antonio, I guess. Mm-hmm. So this is what I wanted to... I know we ran on fucking a couple topics there, but this is what I wanted to ask you. How has your transition been moving to... San Antonio. Moving to Texas from Chicago is very, very... First off, it's fucking hot. You guys don't know how to fucking drive. You drive like shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys drive like shit. You drive like fucking shit. Facts. There's shit all over the world. All sorts of debris. Why is there debris everywhere? Um, it's hot. But yeah, the cost of living difference and everything else is fucking great. I'm never moving back to Illinois. Illinois could suck my dick. They could they could tax me and then suck my dick on the taxes. Why well, there's been a mass influx of people coming from other places to Texas, specifically. Oh yeah, I'm a carpet bagging Yankee. I've come <laughs> to rape the South. Yes. But like, what what's the appeal though? I, I like it, yeah, no winter. That's fair. But it's hot as balls. Like right now we're in August and this is the hottest time of the year. Yeah, but you don't have winter. You don't have to shovel your car out to drive to work. You don't have to sit in your car for 30 minutes to get warm enough to feel the steering wheel to drive home. Yeah. You have AutoStar on your truck? No. Yeah, you don't really need it, I guess. <laughs> nice shady tree that you yeah, work under. Yeah, AC just fucking kicks on. It's fine. But yeah, no, fuck living in Illinois. Yeah. It's a shitty. It's a, It's it's shitty. It's flat. There's corn everywhere. It fuck Illinois. It it's expensive. You ever been outside of Chicagoland? Yeah, I drove. I've drove through Illinois. It's like driving once. through fucking <laughs> land. Like it's like the hills have eyes. Yeah, it's, it's nothing out there. No, it's, Chicago's dope. Yes, it, it's a shining beacon of hope in a vast, desolate land of sadness. That is the. Illinois, Indiana, Missouri area. It gets worse as you get closer to Ohio. I I went through two winters in Wisconsin. It it was it wasn't fun shoveling snow, but I mean there was like first snowfall is is really nice. It's beautiful. It's, beautiful. it's gorgeous. Yeah. They people need to experience first snowfall anywhere. Anywhere you go. Yeah, and then snow. that's it. <laughs> yeah, then get the fuck back home. Fly yeah, the fuck yeah. back give, down. Give, give me a nice snowfall. Let me get some hot chocolate, maybe an apple cider donut or seven. Let me go sledding. Let me get drunk outside where it's cold. And then let me go home to Texas. That's that line right there. Let me go home to Texas. Oh, I I bought land. I am a fucking landowner in Texas. This is fucking home. Fuck out of (laughs) here. Like, check it out. I love that people are falling in love with Texas. I just um at like I know like the income state knowing state income tax is a thing, uh the perceived freedom that because I mean there's still restrictions as far as like gun ownership and blah 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 whatever like all the et cetera things that are perceived freedoms that we have, um pretty much nobody gives a fuck, right? There's they were still respectful, we're still kind, and that's the thing that when they're coming, I want to remain the same. Now I live in Austin. Right, and this is why I'm bringing this up. That shit is gonna change like it. It's gonna change like underwear on a fucking Sunday morning. 
But you're part of blame for it. You left Texas. I did. A couple times. I did. Prodigal son. Always. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you. I sold. I, I need to explore. A part of my, so my, my blood, my ancestral blood is native to this specific area. It goes back like eight generations, which is crazy, right? When you think about it, because that line. Well, that that's we why you're about, short. If you were taller, you'd be closer to the sun and it's hot. Yeah. And you don't want to be closer to the sun. Bro science. Yeah, I got you, fam. Fuck yeah. Um, the other side of that, I say it's like a, what, 60-40 split, is conquistador. It's fucking Spanish, Spaniard blood. Cortez, you know? I, I wanted to go out there and I wanted to conquer. Yeah, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Hey, I'm not doubting that there's some piece of shit in me. How, how, much, how many of your bad traits do you think can be lent to the conquistador in your blood? I don't, I don't consider them bad. So this, this is a complex thing that I, I, I deal with internally, right? Because of all the woke shit going on. Very aware of it. I don't deny or denounce the Spaniard side. I'm, I'm uh, what they call mestizo. Mestizo is part native, part Spanish. Now my bad traits, like the mental illness shit and the fucking... Me wanting to gut out there and take shit that isn't mine, conquer lands and fuck steal bitches and fuck bitches get money. That's probably has to do on both sides. It's a animalistic fucking man thing that I think is ingrained in us. We can't deny that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I, I get it. I, I don't I don't think that that's tied to one uh to any one individual type of race. Like you can't like put that on saying, oh, the fucking white man. So down. do you, you don't think that there's a nature versus nurture argument on maybe certain predilections? <sighs> you know, to be honest, I haven't really thought about it too much. I, I mean, I've thought about my own, but not as a whole. And I think that's that would be too generalized to 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 dive into because what what how it feels for me does not mean that it's going to feel for the next guy like yeah. what i have friends who are denouncing their fucking spaniard side in them even though they're mestizo as well uh they don't want anything to do with the euro side and they're just they want it native and and i respect that some people denounce the native side altogether as well i want i i, I don't really understand because well i think it boils down to a matter of what makes you you are you just this one piece of you or, the, or are you the sum of all your parts so it doesn't matter what is it a matter of every little bit of you matters or are you a combination of all those each little piece how do you want to own it how do you want to wear it and and i choose my ensemble as look at look, look look what i'm wearing right now a little bit says fucking dad that isn't a dad yet some says cholo some says uh fucking hipster yeah you look like you threw like like a gap threw up on you yeah and it's a, not in a bad way i mean some people want to look like that yeah i, I don't know if i did but i just fucking <laughs> <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you, you are what you are. And, and how you wear it is, determines a lot about, I think, how you were raised, how you perceive yourself, 
and how you want the world to perceive you. It, it We could be the same bloodline. I have cousins who are more, a lot more Mexican than I am. And I consider that a good thing. Some parts of the family might say, oh, but you were born here. You remember that movie, Selena? I'm, I'm sure you do. I, I know of okay. the movie, Selena. I know of the singer, Selena. I know that J-Lo played Selena. Puerto Rican. Yeah. Represent yeah. Boricua. But that's the extent of my Selena knowledge. There's a, a oh, and I know that at HEB they had Selena reusable totes that sold out very quickly. I don't know why I know that, but that's what I know. And she has a line of Mac makeup. Marketing that's part of your part of your shit. You know what I'm saying I don't know why I know these things. Hey, because you have to. It's part of your uh, understanding business. You gotta whether if you're related to it or not. It's it's cool to know. Um, very important person here. And, and this part of the world. Uh, but there's a line in the movie that her dad tells her. Um, he says, I'm going to butcher this quote, but it's, you'll never. That's be- fine. People aren't going to give me shit for you butchering a quote from Selena. <laughs> um, you're Mexican. That's, that's And fair. you're about to fuck this up. Nah, I. I Continue. So, so check it out. He says, uh, you're, you'll never be. Mexican enough for the Mexicans, or you'll never be American enough for the Americans, and that that it, that line is really important because that's something that they deal with all the time. And by they, I mean us and people that are from here, people that live in this area. I mean that fucking line crossed us. We didn't cross it. Like I said, I've been here eight generations. So, and like my cousins align themselves with the Mexico side, which is like. Coahuila and North Mexico. It's a state up in uh, North Mexico. It's a uh, it's a beautiful area, and they go there all the time. Am, am I American? Am I Texan? Am I Chicano? Am I fucking Mexican American? Hispanic? All these different terms, bitch. Just call me my fucking name. You know what I'm saying? I'll you'll figure out who the fuck I am. Just know me. Look at me, one man to another. And then you'll see who the fuck I am by my actions. How do I carry myself? But you look Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And, 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 there's, and that's a beautiful thing. I don't deny that. I love it. Um, yeah. And I, like we got homies that are Texan as fuck, right? Like rancher Texan. Been here same amount of time. Eight generations. But they came, like their parents were German or fucking Polish, and they came here and they settled down in New Braunfels. They speak Spanish. They speak some some German still. And they're just as Texan as we are. And I that's what I love about this place, man. There's so much diversity here. And we're still very proud that we're at the bottom, bottom line, at the end of the day, we're Texan. And when people come here, I want them not to assimilate but to appreciate. Feel that? I'm just filled with deep sadness and regret that our first episode of the podcast ended up being this something like a 20-something minute long let me suck Texas and dick. (laughs) Hey man, but it is what it is, bro. I think. Uh, and you know what? I will say, I do love this place. 
Tasha's is magical. It is amazing. I get it. And I think it's only proper that it is what it is. You own a piece of her, bro. Yeah, I'm with it's, it. It's a fucking beautiful thing, man. So yeah, everyone, thank you for listening if you did. If you didn't, just tell me you did and I appreciate it. And uh, save the fucking post office. Save the post office.